Hello, and welcome to another Rewind. Another chance to hear some of Manx Radio's wide and wonderful output through the year, and perhaps little gems here and there you might have missed over the last few weeks. There is, without doubt, something for everyone, if you'd listen for long enough. Better still, as it's my turn today, I get to choose. So let's do it. First off, you may or may not be aware that I was struck down with the dreaded lurgy recently, which around these parts is known as the Covid. Sadly, this meant I wasn't able to meet up with Mrs Guild, as I think of her, Anne Clark, who came into late lunch to tell my partner in crime, Christy De Haven, about this year's festival, back after an enforced two-year hiatus, with new classes galore, including one where, quite literally it seems, anything goes. We've got an anything goes class. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does mean anything, but it does have to be suitable for family viewing. Right, okay. And it's a music or a dance piece, and this year the theme is ABBA. I mean, I have to admit, full disclosure, I'm not a massive ABBA fan. However, to see people actually taking part in something like this with an ABBA theme, oh, it's going to be fun, isn't it? It is. And you can have a backing track if you want. Or um, you can do whatever you want. It it really is. Anything goes. Do you know, that's going to be one not only to take part in, but as an audience member, that'll be brilliant to watch, yeah. I think. Absolutely. So will mime classes. Yes, mime. Um, I can't demonstrate anything on the radio, obviously. <laughs> but there's a, a, a class for up to 13 years old, the TT Races or Seaside Life. And for year nine and over, which is um, teenagers and adults, Manx Life or Promenade Progress. Oh, controversial. Oh, yes. Do you think the mime will just stop after about three seconds? (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Or the mime will go on for several years. Well, there is a time limit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are already really fun classes. And there's plenty for young people with the Manx Music Festival, obviously, as well. And there's a a new Songs from the Musicals class for young people. Yes, we had many requests for Songs from the Musicals for um, the 8 to 13 years old. So we've we've got that in this year. And uh, we've updated a class for... um, There was a class for T.E. Brown poems... Uh, and we've widened that now. You can do recitation of a poem by any Manx author. So we've widened that out. So Because there are a lot of others besides T. Brown. So it could actually be quite a, a modern author, maybe a contemporary author that's yes. around now. Anything. Oh, that would be interesting yes. as well. And yes. there's all the usual classes as well. So there's everything from instrumental classes to choirs groups, solo singers. There's a composition class. With regards to the composition class, how does that work? Because I think you have to send in your compositions for that one, don't you? Send the recordings in. Yes, you do. Um, the composition for the music. Recordings of the original composition must be sent in. And uh, the but the entries will be judged on the written manuscript only and not on the recording. So you need to send the written stuff in and a recording, and then it will be judged. Um, the recordings to be provided to enable the adjudicator to understand the competitor's ideas and how it should be performed. 
And uh, you can get more details of that from the festival secretary or the entry secretary. Yeah. Um, and all the details are obviously on the website as well. So lots more information on there and in the syllabus too. Yes. I'm delighted to see that the stand-up comedy class has returned for this year. How has that been going down? Oh, well, it was a huge success. It really was. And the news reading was a huge success as well. Excellent. Our RH had to go at one of the classes last year. He may well get involved again this year. We'll have to, to keep you yes, tuned he, on he that one. Yes, he had a bash uh, uh, at the sight reading. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, he did extremely well. Um, but the sight reading is made harder this year. Usually... Um, the competitors have been given the piece to have a little look at for a few seconds before they go on stage. But now they're going to be, it's going to be thrust at them and they have to read it straight away, which is true sight reading. So that will really be a test. Anne Clark talking about the Guild on late lunch last month. I'm always amazed at the amount of work which goes on year round to make sure this festival goes ahead. And moves with the times while still respecting its long history and iconic status on the Isle of Man for generations of performers, a very tricky balancing act. Speaking of performance, Mark Tiley's no slouch, whether it be on guitar, on stage or on his morning show each weekday from 9.30. Lots of features between the music, including the ever-popular and increasingly tricky, I think, Mystery Sound of Man which gives Mark the opportunity to read out the most surreal of lists as he reels off some previous wrong guesses. Salad spinner, wheelbarrow, skateboard, weird old-fashioned water-powered potato peeler. You put the thing on the cold tap and it takes 90% of the potato away. No. Wheelie suitcase, high chair toy, tabletop frog. Jenny. Ice dispenser in a posh fridge, bags of crisps. Uh, a, a Bex Bissell or a Eubank push sweeper. Child bricks in a trolley rattling along. Cleaning out a Hoover. I know I didn't get that one. A grass seed dispenser. Oh, yeah, I know that what you mean there. Let's have a careful listen. Here they come. Here it is. Mmm. Mmm. What do we know? Well, all we know so far, it's not, I repeat, not a kitchen utensil, and it is indoors. It is being used indoors. Double six, 13, 68. And let's go to the lines. We've already had a couple of callers, uh, but Libby is going to wrap things up for us. Libby, I feel confident that you know what you're doing. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad somebody's got confidence in me. I have no end. A bottomless <laughs> pit of confidence. Libby oh, in Castle you. Town. Uh, right then. Given that we know what it isn't, what do you think it might be? Do you want to hear it again, first of all? Yes, please. Okay, let's have it again. Okay, there she blows. What do you reckon? Oh, oh I'm not so sure now. <laughs> it, does, it sounds a bit different down the phone, doesn't it? It does. Right. Is it a roller a roller blinds being rolled? A roller You know what? That's a cracker. I've got some but of it's them. Not. No, it's not. But it gives me okay. an idea for the future. Libby, yeah. close. No, well, not even close. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, have a lovely you weekend. You too. Bye. Thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. What on earth is a table frog? 
Mystery Sound of Man with Mark Tiley there. Every weekday morning here on Manx Radio. Hard luck, Libby. Of course, it's obvious what it was, wasn't it? It's a sponge grobbler. Not even close. Oh. How about some music, then? The wonderfully named Mad Daddy on Saturday afternoon's live lounge earlier this month with their latest single garnering some rave reviews from some dude called Mr Pop. I think what we should do is play uh, what I think is your lead single, I think. Would you say Ride With Me is your lead single from this? Yeah, Yeah. well, that's the one we did the video for and that's yeah. had most radio play and stuff. So, Which is and it's getting that's some... hit. It's the hit. It's the hit. hit. That's, that's the one Iggy Pop played. Oh, just <laughs> drop that name in there. I think we should try and name drop him multiple times. Who, Iggy Pop? Yeah, Iggy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Who did you yeah, say, sorry? We tried to mention Iggy uh, Pop a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iggy yeah. Pop. Iggy Pop, he played us on the radio. Yeah, Iggy Pop played you on the radio. I heard that. I heard a little birdie said that maybe Iggy Pop played you on the radio. Well, Iggy Pop might have played this song, which is called Ride With Me. This is the excellent Mad Daddy. <laughs>
is good. Honestly, that just rollicks along. I absolutely love it. It is Mad Daddy and Ride With Me. And um, uh, yeah, someone famous played it on the radio. What? <laughs> Uh, Jim Osterberg is cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, so how on earth did Iggy Pop hear about you? Uh, well, I went out and tried to find him, really. Um, <laughs> Hunt him down. Yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to find a way of getting the music to him. was quite tricky, but I found the best way was e- emailing his producer at uh, Six Music and asking him to forward it on to him. Which luckily he agreed to do. I mean, he probably gets a lot of music sent to him, um, and then even if he does send it to Iggy, it doesn't mean he's going to play it. And then yeah. luckily he did, and it's uh, yeah, we had a great time, we had a party for it, and all that. Mad Daddy on the live lounge. Iggy Pop is on Six Music, where Mad Daddy can sometimes be heard as well. Great stuff. Now, Manx Radio is, of course, Manx. Clues in the name, I always think. And there are several splendid Manx programmes to be heard. Chaclair every Thursday, 6pm, with Bobby Bob Carswell is one such. At the end of January, he had a lovely piece from the presentation of this year's Riblena Vananen Trophy. I hope I got that right. Given to an individual for outstanding contributions to Manx culture. This year, it was awarded to Nigel Crow for his academic, fascinating research. He spoke about this to Phil Gorn. Congratulations, Nigel Crow, Rye Blaine of Ananan, RBV. Um, that's that's something special. Well, I mean, it's it's come as a great surprise and a great honour that I should be the recipient of this award. What we used to call the Mananan Mananan Trophy, now the Mananan's Choice of the Year. Originally, I was scraping gravestones, as they say. It started off as uh, genealogy which I got into uh, by receiving a letter from America in 1973. And so that started me off on the family tree. And then gradually my interests broadened out to uh, local history, particularly the towns and the landscape of the Isle of Man, Um, and also architectural history now, which sort of marries together all the other topics, really, when we study Manx houses or farms, we're looking at the families, the landscape, the houses, we're looking at all aspects. Looking at field patterns and uh, ancient roads and all the rest of it, you you can bring together uh, this fantastic history about the islands uh, that, well, nobody else really has been been looking at. Well, it's uh, it's been been of interest in other parts of the British Isles for a number of years, quite some years actually, we've We've been a bit behind the times. Um, there are two aspects to this. There's the language and how that survived in the form of place names. And then there's um, the actual use of the land, the settlement sites, as you say, uh, roads, routes, and so on. Um, and that's the, the concept we invoke there is that the history of the island is encoded in its very roots in the in the in the roads in the in the uh, boundaries of the farms and the um, the mills and other uh, items that were essential for the uh, functioning of the Manx economy. And again, as a farmer's son myself, and I know you are too. Maybe some people who've been brought up in towns don't get as excited about hedge lines and, and patterns and ancient roads and ditches and drains and all the rest of it, but it can be quite passion. Well, it's the language in which our history is written. 
where we don't have any other form of history. So that's my interest in it, really. And, and effectively, what you, the work that you're doing here, I mean, this is not going back a few hundred years. This, you, you're able to um, make suppositions uh, uh, going back as, as far, certainly, as far as the Vikings, yeah. maybe, maybe earlier. Yes, that's right. I mean, this summer we went on an excursion with the Antiquarian Society out west of West Baldwin, which is how I advertise it. But there's, um, there's the fragment of a big field over there which um, I think could well be Scandinavian. Um, but the trouble is that the, the word um, which was used for this, um, skvi, uh, kvi, 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 that, um, that's been hijacked and uh, moved on to other uh, significance. And the only one we've got on the island is Squeen uh, at Balaf. But to me, I mean, the fact that one name survives with a, an intensifying S at the beginning of it and none of the others have survived is highly, highly uh, problematic and highly suggestive of the fact that the others have all trundled off into some other little corner where we can find them if we look hard enough. Nigel Crow RBV talking there to Philly Gorn with this fascinating historical detective work on the island's geographical history. Most of us, I dare say, know nothing about. It's the sort of work which relies on someone like Nigel to get it done. And I'm just so glad there are people around him to do this to add to our cultural database. A sombre of essential event which took place last month was the Holocaust Remembrance Day. On At Your Service on Sunday the 30th of January, Judith Lay marked the day with some poignant, if harrowing stories from some of the ever-dwindling band of survivors. One such, Rachel Levy, now in her 90s. We were taken into places where they shaved our heads, they took our clothes, they gave us other clothes, uniforms, and that was when they took us into the camps and we were put into a barrack with the tiered bust, the beds of boards, just boards. And that's where we were. I had people I knew. One of them was my mother's sister, a young woman. She was about 20, 21. And there were some cousins there and we, did nothing, we just get taken out in the morning to be counted, get back to the camp, enter the block, given soup and some brick-style bread, and that had to last. And that's all the food we got, this gritty, watery soup. We could see men in the next camp, but I didn't see my brother never saw my brother. And then it was our turn and we were marched out of the camp and we didn't know where we were going. And it took days and nights and cold. It was autumn, it was cold. We were scantily dressed. We had no proper shoes or walking boots. We walked without food 
Even the guards were starving by this time. I think they were being neglected. We marched for days and nights and days and nights. And then we found that we were in Belsen. And there I found my mother's sister. She was there, but she wasn't well by then. She was, um, she died and they threw her on the heap. Um, I was left very weak. We were all weak. We had nothing. We had no, the guards had given up. There was no kitchen. There was no, nobody there. Um, and we were just abandoned, really. And then a week after my aunt died, she died a week before liberation. And she didn't see the soldiers coming in and we were liberated by the British. They looked after us, the nurses. Some people had to have their hair cut off again because we'd had grown hair by then. And, and some people, they just sat and deloused us. They used their combs and they used everything they could to save us having a haircut. They were excellent looking after us and they got us to some sort of humans looking again like humans. And if anyone ever needs reminding why it's so important we never forget the horror of the Holocaust, surely that short clip from Rachel provides reason enough on its own. Now, just as I was putting this little selection together, came the sad news of the passing of Terry Kringle after a long, wonderful, varied and very successful life. There can be few who don't know of him through his extensive work in the media over the last, what, 70-odd years? Whether it's on the TV, the papers, in magazines, or, of course, here on Manx Radio. I got to know him well over the years here, and he did, of course, have a wonderfully acerbic wit, which I still miss very much. He was never beyond self-effacing humour either, as witnessed by his willingness for years to be involved in various comedy shorts here on Manx Radio, usually parodying himself. Here he is in 2010, introducing a few bloopers, those cock-ups and outtakes we all love. And in his honour, and in keeping with the show, I've replaced the old ones he was introducing with a few bloopers which have featured on air here on Manx Radio over the last few weeks. Terry would have loved them. Until next time... Thanks for listening. Keep on listening. And cheerio. Hello. Methuselah here. It seems like only 12 months have passed since I was here bemoaning the shortcomings of my considerably younger and substantially less talented colleagues here at Manx Radio. Now, come to think of it, it is exactly 12 months. You lose all sense of time when you live in the museum. Anyway, where was I? The, the Kringle fight? No, no, that's, that's finished now, isn't it? Yeah. I just wanted to say that when I was at school, I was frequently told to scratch on my wax tablet, we learn by our mistakes. Usually 200 times in a row, most nights, as I recall. And a thousand years on, what a load of b****. That turned out to be. And Bamba Gaschione, the original host of University Challenge.
Here's a slightly personal question. Face, bum or bit in the middle? Here on Manx Radio with me, Christy Dehaven. Available to download as a podcast after the show. With the students in uh, years 12 and um, uh, 13. And I want to go to Cameron, first of all, uh, who's with us. Cameron, what do you think of what Jacob Zuma did to that cat? Um. The street lighting has not been off for over two days. Now, this frequently happens. It will go off and we'll be in complete dark for a day or so, and then it will come back on and never go off again. Okay, so this has been going on for a little while. On and off, yeah. 